Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, it was nine minutes of mayhem last night. Three goals in the space of that time. Spain to Sweden one. It looked for all money when Sweden equalised if we were going to go to extra time. And who knows, another penalty shootout and then a piece of brilliance uh, from Spain. Individual brilliance and perhaps just a little bit of negligence in defending from Sweden uh, gave Spain the opportunity and they were good enough to take it. They are a very, very good side. And uh, it's quite weird, isn't it, that from a side that was uh, 4-0 losers in the round-robin phase, make a, a World Cup final. I wonder if that has ever happened in history before. Well, one man who may well be across that is Tom Gary. Tom is the Telegraph's uh, women's football chief writer. Uh, he uh, wakes up uh, this morning um, in the expectation, of course, of, of a, a big one tonight, and that is, of course, uh, Australia taking on England in semi-final number two. Uh, Tom, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us again. Oh, my pleasure. Good morning. Really nice to speak to you. Look, this is, um, what did you make of last night, actually, by the way? Uh, I, I've got to say, as the game wore on, I, I just couldn't pick a winner. There, there were, it's an interesting game, and there, it, it came in waves, didn't it? Spain initially, Sweden fought back. You thought Sweden had got Spain on the ropes. Spain fought back. The three goals, it was fascinating. Yeah, it turned into a very good semi-final the longer it went on, um, and it was a fantastic finish. I I thought that Spain were going to do their sort of quite usual thing that they've often done and before of playing really nice football possession, football controlling the ball and not, not really taking their chances, you know, not really not really showing the cutting edge. But they did eventually find a way to break through Sweden, and I, and I, I think you know that they'll be they'll be a very good finalist, Spain, in the terms of their technical ability and their ability to completely control possession, and so they'll, they'll be very formidable for whoever gets through they've got uh, lots of young technical players and uh, their first you know Spain's first ever women's world cup final uh, so it's a huge moment for them whereas for Sweden um, who have been so consistent in women's major tournaments for the last few decades are now still waiting for their first major women's trophy since since 1984 so that the, the wait goes on for Sweden and, and despite their very impressive tournament it does actually, and I, I just brought it up, and I, it was a, something sent uh, through to me. I wonder whether anyone has ever lost uh, a group game four 0 and gone on to be a World Cup finalist. And you, you look back at that loss to Japan uh, by Spain four 0 and you think, hmm, that's interesting. Whether were they thinking about something else? Do they have uh, a pathway in mind? Yeah, uh, um, one of my colleagues from the UK press, a, a very very well respected journalist called Miguel Delaney, was telling me yesterday that, that that hasn't happened before in men's or women's football, but that there was one incident in 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 the 50s involving Hungary, where where there was a game with a huge scoreline, a very famous incident back in the 50s that went on to see somebody go deep into the tournament. But we guess that's how far you ha back you have to go to way before I was born um, to to have an incident of somebody losing heavily um, and then and then you know still going on to achieve. 
in the tournament, but certainly, sorry, in answer your question, in the Women's World Cup, no, it's a, it's, it's a new thing for such a, such a heavy defeat. I, I, I never really felt as though Spain finishing runners-up in, in, in Group C was ever much of a punishment for losing to Japan 4-0, um, because uh, the, the prize for winning that group to play Norway and then have a quarter-final against either Sweden or the United States always felt quite challenging compared to the reward for being runners-up where it was it was a it was a switzerland side who you know don't have a huge great deal of experience in the knockout stages and then uh, a quarter-final against netherlands or south africa who comparatively to the usa sweden were, were were you know not not quite in my opinion not quite on the same level so um japan were almost i suppose victims of their own success in that they're winning the group gave them a slightly tougher pathway and and for spain things have just opened up a little bit now because they had quite a good chunk more rest than Sweden over the course of the tournament because Group C started so much earlier than than the later groups down the aspect. So um, it's, it's turned into quite a, a good run for them and, and uh, they're, they're going to be in good shape now with another extra day's rest for the final compared to either Australia or, or England. So sometimes it just opens up quite nicely for a team and, and I'm not, uh, of course they wouldn't have lost 4-0 on purpose to Japan. That was just a, <laughs> a, a tactical outclassing by Japan. But as tournament football, isn't it? Sometimes... Sometimes you just have to, uh, to to be in the right place at the right time and, and, and get through, and, and, and that's what Spain have done. Okay, Tom, so now we head to tonight with uh, a massive crowd, absolutely fever pitch atmosphere there will be. Uh, now you've tracked England right from the first kick of the ball and their preparations. How well set are they for this, the, the big one for them? Oh, it's an enormous game. It's, it's absolutely huge. I've, I, I, it's... We've covered a, 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 a women's European Championship final back home in England at Wembley last year, but this, this in a way feels bigger because it's such a big global event tonight. Uh, England, England do still seem, seem ready, with the exception of Lauren, Lauren James being suspended from her red card against mm. Nigeria. Uh, with that exception, everybody in the squad is fully fit and raring to go. Um, they... England. I, I still don't think we've quite seen the best of England in the tournament yet. They've been they've been getting stronger and stronger as it as it's gone on. Uh, they've been defending extremely well. The back back three of Greenwood, Brighton, Carter were, were magnificent against Colombia. Uh, so it's that kind of solid defensive foundation. But they haven't really shown us their best attacking football. If they do that tonight, that, you know they're going to be really dangerous for the for the Australians. Uh, and there's a lot of banter going. I've started over here. Everyone's been very welcoming in Australia, but. In the last sort of two days, the banter has started. Uh, someone in my hotel yesterday asked me how much I was looking forward to going to Brisbane for the third place game. I had a cab driver offering me a lift to the airport for Thursday morning. Oh, oh, it's all very good natured, but it, you can just <laughs> tell how much everybody's thinking about this rivalry. It's, uh, it's going to be great. The most bizarre story has emerged overnight, um, which has got everybody in the UK press going because uh, the... Uh, Australian Daily Telegraph. Well, I, sh- I should say there's no relation to my Telegraph. I write for the Telegraph in the UK, but the Australian Daily Telegraph has run a story yesterday with some pictures taken of one of England's closed training sessions from a helicopter, <laughs> which has prompted a bit of a a bit of a sort of a, a surprise and a bit of a row here in the in the UK. In the, certainly, I think although there's been no comment from the England camp, I, I doubt that's gone down very well with England at all. So um, uh, yeah, it's all picking up in terms of the sort of Hostility, if that's the right word, and I think it will be a mm-hmm. cracking atmosphere tonight. Tom, uh, 
Sarah Bigman, uh, of course, the Dutch-born English coach or manager, is uh, the only surviving woman left uh, in the last four, in fact, the last three now. Uh, and she has, um, without Lauren James, she's been pretty faithful with her unit here, starting with uh, Mary Earps at the back, who looks uh, rock solid and very confident. You mentioned Bright, Greenwood and Carter as a, a back three. I think Greenwood's had an amazing tournament myself. Uh, and then all of a sudden you get Kira Walsh back from injury. Um, do you think that she'll spring any surprises? Uh, what kind of lineup do you think she'll go with? I'd be quite surprised if she made any changes to her team uh, from the quarterfinal now because what Serena Vigman likes to do is, is go for consistency and continuity and and she's, uh, it would be out of her character to make any big last-minute changes or gambles for a game of this magnitude and she will value the tournament experience of those players so you know there are she could there are options she could bring in Manchester United's Katie Zellum for example she she could bring in perhaps Chloe Kelly or, or, or you know some of the other younger players but the side that have been playing do between them have, have a great deal of, of tournament experience and I think she'll she'll look to really utilise that that nous of big games, um, and yeah, Ella, that would mean Ella Toon starting in the number ten position in, in the absence of Lauren James, and I think I think that's probably what will happen because Toon, uh, of course, one of the stars of the Euros last summer, scored in the final of the Euros. Um, she she does have a lot of big game experience, so uh, Vigman's an extremely um, composed and, and calm character in, in the build-up to these kinds of games. She's really trying to play it down, just get the players to treat it like, you know, like any other match, which is always a strange thing to hear when it's a semi-final. But um, that, that's her ethos. She keeps everyone very level-headed, everyone very grounded, um, keeps them all very focused. There's never too much. They never get too high when they win, and they never get too low when they lose. Um, not that they've done much losing because she's only lost one one game in her. England tenure so far after 37 matches and that ironically was to Australia Right, let's look at, yes uh, Australia did beat them uh, yes, and uh, quite uh, comfortably so, uh, Sam Kerr now back are you expecting Sam Kerr to start uh, for the first time in this tournament, uh, number one um, and what dangers uh, do you feel Australia possess they've been quite powerful down the flanks with, with Ford and Rasso uh, been quite evident there. Lucy Bronze, uh, uh, you know, uh, has been doing such a, a fine job for England in a, a similar sort of vein. But that, to me, is, is quite an interesting matchup: uh, Ford against Bronze, uh, and where they and how they start with Sam Kerr. Yeah, we. I think we are expecting Sam Kerr to start the game. Um, she has said that the plan along her recovery had always been to be fit for the semi-final. Um, the guidance we've, we've had is that she's fit and ready and available to, to, to start from the game, the start of the game. And I think that's what we're expecting. I mean, she'll be absolutely relishing this. She, she knows the England team inside out. She knows her Chelsea teammate, Millie Bright, uh, very well indeed. And they would be going head-to-head as striker and centre-back. So that would be utterly fascinating. And I suppose that the Englishman in me is got this nagging feeling in the back of my mind that Sam Kerr hasn't scored a goal yet in this World Cup and she's, she's probably due a goal. So um, that I think that's... England fans particularly be very wary of Kerr um, because they've seen how strong she is in the, women's, in the Women's Super League. I think she scored 54 goals in the WSL since 2019. Um, and we know all about her, her abilities there. But it's an, you know, on your question about Australia's strengths, 
I think the, the pace on the wing, particularly of, of Ford, has been very, very good in the tournament, but also Hayley Rasso um, is a real threat. And that's a fascinating tactical battle for England because England have been playing with these wing-backs. Um, and although, I, as I was just saying, I'm not expecting them to make any any changes to their team. That's going to that's gonna put a lot of responsibility on Rachel Daly, for example, a left wing-back, a, a natural striker who's been playing as a striker for Aston Villa all through the season and she won the top goalscorer award in the English League. But she's been deployed as a left wing-back uh, in this tournament and now she might find herself up against the extremely pacey and confident um, Rafa of Real Madrid. So um, that's a very uh, big challenge. But then covering for her, like we were saying, Alex Greenwood has been uh, absolutely rock solid in this tournament. So uh, England have got the players to cope with it. It's, uh, I think it's going to be, it's, it's really close to call. It, there's very little between hmm. two teams are quite different styles, but they're, they're very evenly matched tonight. I think it's going to be a real, real blockbuster game. I can't wait. I can't wait either, Tom. It's been fascinating. And, uh, I don't think it's going to let us down by uh, by any stretch of the imagination. It's just been such a fascinating four to five weeks. Hey, Tom, uh, thank you so much for being available to us uh, pretty early over there in uh, Australia. I hope uh, I hope you do get that uh, cab driver to the airport, um, particularly if uh, England can get up over Australia. You search him out uh, and make sure that you have a nice ride to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Man. Thanks very much, Tom. Have a great Cheers. day. And, have a great uh, day. And more importantly, a, a terrific evening. Thank you, Tom Gary there, uh, the Telegraph's uh, senior women's football writer.